Welcome and thank you for listening to Two Bookworms. One podcast. A book club podcast where best friends talk about books. I'm Cameron. And I'm Lacey. And it is another day. I feel like I sound I feel like I sound funny. No, you don't. I mean it could be our normal like seasonal congestion. Who knows? I'm wearing my Invisalign trays so I feel like I'm not able to enunciate normal <laughs> I don't I don't really notice though okay nothing's okay. different really okay good I'm very very self-conscious about it I was in a meeting with my boss and I was like I'm so sorry and she was like just like you she's like I literally could not tell a difference <laughs> Mm-mm. No. Steve was like, just take them out. I'm like, dude, I have to wear them for 22 hours a day. And I no, eat a lot. We cannot mess up exactly. what we're supposed to do. I'm paying for this. <laughs> Ugh. I feel like I haven't seen you. I I literally have not seen you in forever. I don't I don't remember the last time. Honestly, don't. Was it when we went to Colleen Hoover's bookstore? It probably was. Lacey, no. That was before... No. No. We, yeah. We did doggy cookies. Yeah, we did doggy cookies, and you gave me my birthday present, so it must have been... Yeah. Like three months ago. But that was three <laughs> months ago! Oh, no, that's too much. Okay, well, we're going to have to rectify that. We have to uh, yes. We have to get together. We need some, some friend time. Oh, we should get our skates out. It's so nice outside. Yes, before it gets too hot. And I got some pads, some knee pads. Some wrist pads, some elbow pads. So I'm ready. Ready to go. Um, let's do our second suite. What's your suck for the week? Okay. So. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime. I, I'm feel, always, I always feel like I'm getting ready to like, spill some juicy gossip. Yeah, I'm always like bracing myself for your, for your sucks. I'm like, what is going to What come is out? it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, let's hear it. Okay, so for our listeners that don't know, I have a few piercings, right? Well, more than a few. (laughs) But who's counting? (laughs) Wait, how many? Uh, One, two, three, four, five besides my ears. Okay, I don't know that. Okay, wait. Okay. Wait, I can think of like two besides your ears. Let's just, oh, oh, no, okay, I got it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay, you're good. Everybody at home's like, wait, wait. <laughs> wait this one would go there. That yeah, one would go there. yeah. That's what I was like pointing to areas of my body, and I was like, wait. <laughs> I used to have more. Took them out because I got tired of some. But anyhow, anyhow, I digress. <laughs> so I have several piercings. So like, occasionally I'll make like a semi big purchase from a body jewelry place. Okay. And, like, I I found this place in Oklahoma that's local that does online sales. And they ship and all that, right? Ordered from them before. No problem. Ordered Uh-oh. at this time. And I ordered, like, two pairs of the same earrings because they're really pretty. Well, the receipt in the package they have, it looks like they went and checked everything off piece by piece, you know? And they checked off that there was two sets of earrings in there. There was not. Oh, no. So I emailed them, and they're like, yeah, no problem. Could you send us a picture of your purchase next to the receipt? And I'm like, are you serious? 
Like, are yeah. you over a $14 pair of earrings? Like, you really think I'm going to con you out of $14? Uh, not only that, but, like, I know that you were not doing this, but if you were trying to con them, it all you have to do is just not put the second pair in the picture. <laughs> I would have, like, if I was going to do something like that, I would have ordered, like, some of the real stone earrings that were, like, $80 a pop and then right. done it. Like, $14. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, I a fucking yes, I did it. <laughs> did they send them? No, not yet. But I sent oh. that back, and they're like, oh, you know, that does make sense, because we only had one pair in stock. Then why'd you mark it like you put two in the package? Yeah, number one, why'd you mark it like that? And number two, I used to have an Etsy store, and you have to put a quantity in there. So why are they putting a different quantity this than what they have? This was through their own website, so it wasn't Etsy. Oh, Okay. But still, they should have some sort of, like, inventory system Yeah. to where it'll mark it as sold out when someone buys the last one. Or, like, mark off that you put a two and put a one. And put I would have said some shit it. when they were like, oh, we only had one in stock. I'd be like, then why the fuck did you ask me to send a picture? I mean, I could have got that petty, but I didn't. I, I didn't. <laughs> because <laughs> they were still being sort of nice about it, even though they kind of tried to backhand say that I was stealing $14 for them. Right, right. <laughs> but they were like, no, that that. that makes sense we were out of stock we're supposed to get more in like in a week so we'll send them and i'm like yeah okay is this the same so, one that you get your your gauge no earrings? no okay she's wonderful no she's on etsy her. right yes okay yeah i remember you showing me an etsy store and okay i'm i'm on the same page now no yeah this is a different place this is, and it's sad because this has been the only place since i was 18 that i have found a cartilage gauge in my little wavy pattern that fits my ear. Everybody mm. else's that I have tried everywhere has been too long because my ears are smaller because I'm short. Gotcha. I mean, if you've been working with them since you were 18 and one slip up, I'd say that's still really No, I good. haven't been working with them since oh. I was 18. I've had my ear piercing that I've been looking at okay. since I was 18. Gotcha. How many I, I've only purchased like one other order from them besides this one, oh. but they were both about the same amount. So they got like a 50% success rate. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're going to have to order like two more times just to be sure. Ugh. <laughs> the good thing is a lot of people don't know this. I used to work at a bank. And like you can always dispute stuff like that on your debit or credit yeah. card if you use yeah. it as a credit card. So especially if you use like PayPal or something, you have like double protection. But um, any listeners, yes, you are protected oh you best believe i will be following up with them in a week hell yeah i would too because i want my earrings or i want my 14 dollars back right Mm. that holes (laughs) well my suck for the week is it's finals week (laughs) ew yeah and honestly Lacey, are you sleeping uh, (laughs) barely hanging on um are you sleeping at all (laughs) Nope, didn't sleep very well last night, and, um... Crack is not the answer right now. A professor emailed me this morning that I thought was I was completely done with the class, and he's like, oh, don't forget, everyone, your final opens Friday, and we're like, what the... What final? Like, we haven't taken a test... tell us there's a final. Exactly. We haven't taken a test in his class all semester. So what the fuck's gonna be on this final? Then I have a project due... Sunday uh I have not started <laughs> I have a research paper okay well that's because I have a research paper due tomorrow at 8 p.m that I've been working on all weekend it's like fucking six pages 
that it took me all weekend. I'm so proud of myself for finishing it tomorrow. I'm just going to kind of edit it and do my, um, work sided page and turn that bitch in. And then I'll be done with that class. But it's, it's kind of frustrating because we had our normal weekly assignment to do last night and then to mm-hmm. turn around and have this research paper due two days later when the semester's not even over until the eighth. I'm like, could you have given us like another fucking week to do this shit? Like I got other classes. And then the other two final exams are like, they're only open for 24 hours. Whereas this one professor, she would open them on Monday and then it would close on Friday. So you have like four days to take it. So you could like schedule it with your other stuff. Well, one of them opens Wednesday and closes Thursday. And then one of them opens Thursday and closes Friday. And then that (laughs) other one, they just sprung on me Friday. So I'm like, God damn it. We're going to get through it, though. We're going to get through it. Yeah, you'll get through it. It'll and be I over have, before you know it. Yes, and I have really good grades, so if I bomb all this shit... You should be fine. I'll but be you fine. won't, you won't bomb it. So. All right, what's your sweet for the week? Yeah, I forgot my sweet. <laughs> <laughs> I hate this. Because <laughs> sometimes I forget it. Uh, well, that's good. That means you got I my should game. remember. Okay, so mine is also school-related. Um... In one of my classes, I it was our second exam of the semester. I don't know if I told you, I completely bombed it. Like there was no bringing that thing back to life. It and it really messed me up mentally, and it really like hurt my grade. And so I'm like, there goes my whole academic career. And um, so she emailed us this morning, and she said. Apparently, everyone in this class must be doing terrible because she (laughs) opened up all of our exams until tomorrow at midnight and we could go in and see what we got wrong and attempt the test again Mm -hmm. on on the wrong one. So I retook that one and made an A. So crisis averted. So I only have to make like a 50 on her final exam to make an A in that class. Oh, that's good though. <laughs> yes. So I was like, that was an amazing opportunity. I am so grateful that she did that. But she mentioned in the email some people missed some exams. So I guess some people had like a fucking zero, which how you miss an exam, I don't know. I have no idea how they did that. Um, so yeah, that was, I'm really, really, really grateful for that. Thank you. Okay. Did that jog your memory? <laughs> okay so small small things right small mm-hmm. things and i think i've talked about this before how <laughs> upset <laughs> some of these boys get when i play video games and beat them you know what's crazy is i used you in a paper i turned in sunday about that very topic oh it's so funny it's so funny and i, I love it It was a visual communications class and the chapter last week was on gaming and he like heavily focused on sexism and racism in gaming. Yeah. Yeah. And so I wrote all about you and the shit that these douchebags tell you. Yeah. I get like, I'm thinking of starting like a little like side series just because it's so You should. It's so bad. I mean, it's It's funny funny. because you're able, you can let it roll off your back most of the time. Some people, they, they are not able to do that. Well, and that's why some of these guys message too. They're they're so mad about losing, they want to get somebody else mad about something. Yeah. So a few days ago, I had one send me kind of a sexist message. He's like, 
Hope you can do well there, sweet cheeks. So, like, Mm. not even two minutes into the game, we find his team. I personally kill him. And you don't know who these people are until you kill them and you open their box. Then you can see your screen name. So I just, like, completely murder him, open his box, and I'm like, oh, hey, it's the guy that messaged me. So I go to message him. Message has been deleted. He deleted it that quick. (laughs) Why? So other people wouldn't see it? So... I guess because he was mad that he sent me a message and I killed him like that quick. Like it was a personal (laughs) message. Like nobody can see the message except for me because he sent me a personal message. And then like today. (laughs) So there's like eight to 12 people in a lobby. Um, Basically, if you become a threat, that person has killed four other people. And then it shows you their marker on the map until they leave. So this guy had come up as a threat. So you see a marker come up. He kills my partner. My partner had already killed his partner. He's the last one on the map besides me. I kill him. <laughs> nice. And he messages me three times in a row. But we're still, like, I'm still trying to get all of the treasure found on the map and get out of the map without dying because there's a radiation storm that comes in. <laughs> <laughs> so I go and look. And all he says is trash. And then again, Ugh. he says, like, he refers to my kills per battle. And he's like, complete trash. And I just message him back. I was like, well, you got killed by trash then, didn't you? Well, what did he say? <laughs> he kept going. Oh, my God. How do, how do they know you're a woman? I do have my picture on my profile. but Gotcha. <laughs> have you ever thought but, about, like, changing it to, like, some fake dude pic just to see, like, if you get treated differently? No, because my screen name would still give it away. I mean, it has Queen in my screen name. Oh, okay. <laughs> so they never know by that? screen name, but they st- they would still probably give me grief. Like, is it bad enough that you would change it to? No, okay. no. You, I, you enjoy really gotcha. I enjoy this. I enjoy this because it means that they're so affected by losing a game that they've got um, you know, they've right. got issues if they're affected by losing a game. Right. And I remember that one guy told you to, like, get cancer. I was like, Geez. yeah, yeah. And you were like, dead yeah. man can't shoot. Yeah. Well, and this one, he was like, he was like, sit down, trash. And I go, you're the one sitting down because I killed you. So do they do that to your male teammate? Uh, not as often, but mm. they do every now and again. But mm. he's he's such a sweet and considerate guy that. Like, he replies like an asshole, but at the same time, it's logical until they realize, you know, that they're the ones that first start sending nasty messages and that there's something going on if they yeah. send those messages. <laughs> well, I'm glad you're enjoying it. I'm glad that you have oh, I love a personality it. that you get enjoyment out of it because I would be, like, crying. I'd be like, why do they hate me? No. no. <sighs> they don't like losing to a girl. <laughs> Because he thought he was all big and bad because he killed so many people and he just comes running to me and I just obliterate him. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Lacey, you need to um, start streaming your gameplay. I used to, but it's a lot of work and I just don't have the time. Did you make any money? No, because I didn't have the time. I mean, I made like, I didn't stream that long. It was maybe like a month total and Mm -hmm. I made a little bit of money, but I was just starting out. Like what's a little bit? Like 50 bucks. Hey, but I had like, 50 bucks. Yeah, I didn't have that many people following me, and that was before they canceled that gaming service and went to what everybody uses now. Twitch? 
Yeah. Gotcha. Cool, cool. Well, before we get started, um, I forgot to read some stuff about <laughs> recursion. Okay. So I had asked our listeners their mm-hmm. thoughts and do- at Dr. Underscore R. Gregory said, I enjoyed it. I didn't entirely understand it, but that's mm-hmm. also because I'm terrible with sci-fi. Um, yeah, same. Um, yeah. But I feel like the author put enough science in there to like make it sound credible, but to where you could still follow it, even though you like don't have a background in that. Like, what do you think? Give it to me one more time. What do you mean? What I said? Yeah. Oh, I said I felt like um, Blake Crouch put enough science in there to like make it credible. Like, okay, yeah, this is. This is believable, but not in. Well, yeah, because remember we read we read in the back that he consulted one of his yes. friends yes. with degrees. Yeah, but it wasn't too much to where you were like, "What no. is going on?" Yeah, like if they if he would have broken down like the whole theory of quantum physics and yeah. time leaping and all that, I would yeah. have stuck around. <laughs> I would have closed that book and put it on the <laughs> half price bookshelf. Not because it's not potentially interesting, but I mean, it goes over my head. Like I'm. Right. I'm fairly smart, but it just goes over my head. <laughs> well, at the Desperate Bookwife also said, she said, very good, but also very confusing for my pea-sized brain. And I was like, <laughs> you do not have a pea-sized brain. No, there's just, there's things we can each comprehend differently. And, and you know, sometimes people can overlook things, so like. But others don't. Yeah. Right. And some people are like, no, I need this to absolutely make sense or it's going to take me out of the story. So I get that. Um, she, the desperate book wife, she actually got an advanced copy of Blake Crouch's new book that comes out like next month. Ooh. Yeah. She said it's like his best one yet. And I was like, ooh. So we'll be looking out for that one. That one sounds good. Steve's raising his hand over there like, yeah, I'm ready. Bro, you couldn't even read the the collective. Are you kidding? <laughs> he should have read this. I mean, I think Steve would have really liked this. I don't know. It might have been a little slow for him. Nah, I think so. But we'll get into it. All right. So this week we read the collective by Allison Galen, mm-hmm. and um, I, this was my pick. Do you want to? You give him a synopsis, real quick. What was the woman's name again? Okay, because so it Shit, doesn't say her I name. Wish you would not have asked. <laughs> Well, because I can't remember. Okay, yeah, Camille, that's right. It is Gardner. Camille. Yeah, because they don't say her name a lot, but they say mm-hmm. it when they reference, like, what happened to her daughter. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we follow the point of view of Camille, and Camille's daughter has been, did it say how many years? I think five. So she was, trigger warning, she was sexually assaulted. Mm-hmm. And beaten and left out in the cold for dead mm-hmm. um, by a sorority boy when frat boy. her daughter, frat boy, sorry, yeah. sororities for girls, <laughs> frat Bye. boy, when her daughter was only 15 years old. Yes. So we're starting to see, like, what's going on with Camille now, mm-hmm. but her and her husband have already been divorced, so that's all gone. You don't really have to see bits of that until it goes back and forth. Mm-hmm. And she finds... This collective of women on Facebook 
who have also been in similar situations where their children have been taken from them too young Mm -hmm. and they feel like they deserve justice and it leads Camille to the dark web and other things. Mm -hmm. Great synopsis. Yep. So like Lacey said, um, this is one of those books that like drops you in (laughs) the action. Mm -hmm. Um, So Camille is like going to this event at Braver in College. You don't know a lot of details yet. No. But you do know that this is the person that she believes is responsible for her daughter's death. You find out later he went to trial. He was found not guilty. Um, but she goes to an award ceremony that he has for school, and she, like, fucking calls him a murderer. And, of course, what do people do? They record it, and it's on the Internet, and it goes viral. And you're just like, whoa, what an opener. It's crazy. Um, she gets arrested and her best friend comes and bails her out. And as she's leaving, a mysterious woman comes up to her and hands her a business card in all black. And it says, we're going to have to help each other with these pronunciations. Niobe. N-I-O-B-E. Yeah. Is that what you were thinking? Uh, Yeah, I think it sounds right. And um, it is, it, she's like, okay, what's this? So then she, like, searches it on the internet, and she finds it's a Facebook group. Well, Niobe in Greek mythology, and it explains all of this in the book. But if you haven't read the book, I'm going to tell you. According to Britannica.com, Niobe in Greek mythology is the daughter of Tantalus and the wife of King Amphion of Thebes. She was the prototype of the bereaved mother weeping for the loss of her children, and there's also a rock that looks like a woman, and I think they call it, like, the weeping rock. Something like that. Um, but the, like, official word for it is that um, Kaya, there's another word in front of it. Uh, yeah, I don't know the pronunciation of those. I okay, well, here's, a, here's a fun fact. <laughs> Have you seen the Matrix movies? Yes. So Jada Pinkett Smith character's name is Niobe in the Matrix. Oh. So I don't know if that's like a subtle nod to like Steve, Jada Pinkett Smith's character, is she like has she lost children or something? I don't really remember. Steve made me watch them all, but I'm gonna be honest with you, after the first Matrix, they were all fucking shit. I'm just gonna <laughs> be honest. The last one being the absolute worst one. Um so I don't remember a whole lot, but I thought it was interesting that when I searched it, that's her name. Like, I feel like that's for a reason that that's her name. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. In the movie. Anyway. Yeah. Um, so first question. These are a mix of Oprah's book club questions and our own. What was your favorite part of the book? I think my favorite part was kind of the inclusion of the dark web. Oh, yeah. We've all heard of it. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, some of us know more about it than others, but <laughs> I mean, not me, <laughs> mm-hmm. but, but I haven't read much that I can recall that has had mentions or had anything to do with the dark web. And I just found it kind of interesting. Me neither. And I found myself wanting to Google it, um, but I was scared to. <laughs> right. Red flag, red flag. <laughs> right. So um, I know, you know. OK, so Camille. Like, is the dark okay. web legal? Is it illegal to be on the dark web? Steve. 
He said, I think it's what you do. Yeah, on- I think so, too, because you can access it, but you have to, like, jump through hoops to access it, which I thought was interesting because yeah, Camille finds out that she's got a, you know, she gets sent this website through her okay, email. Hold and it's on. got, like, Let's dot onion up. at the end. Let's back up. So okay. the card that she gives her, she finds the Facebook group, and it is, like, a group for grieving mothers. And she starts, like, kind of talking to some of them. And then, like Lacey said, she gets the email with the link of Dot Onion. And Camille is a website developer. So she's writing code and things like that. So I found it interesting because she then calls her ex-husband, who they're not friends, but they're. They just kind of keep in touch every now and again. Yeah. Yeah. And he is, like, a Ph.D. in, like. It doesn't say what his Ph.D. is in, but it alludes to that he studied, like, computer programming, things like yeah. that. And she asked him. She's like, what's a dot .onion? Because it's, it's not like .com, and then in the U.K., it's like .co. She's like, what's dot .onion? And he's like, why, do you, why are you asking that? And she was like, oh, it's for um, a, a client for a website I'm working on. And he's like, is your client a hitman? Because that's a link for the dark web. And she's like, oh... So then she, like, I think this is what you were getting at, Lacey. She Googles it. Mm-hmm. And you have to yeah. have, like, a, what kind of server? Like, an encrypted server? An encrypted server or something like that. Something And like then that. you have to s- install this certain browser. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, why wouldn't she Google it? Like, why wouldn't she just ask her husband? Why would she leave a trail and Google it? I guess because if she, you know, when he brought up the, are you working for a hitman? I, I I don't think she wanted to raise any red flags with him because it's like one of two people that she talks to. And I think that honestly, if she's a web developer, I feel like she would, have she would know something about, knowledge it, yeah. about it and probably not even have yeah. to ask him and not have to Google it. Well, I mean, I wouldn't know what dot onion is, but I'm also not a website builder. I wouldn't. Coder. I wouldn't, you know what? I should ask my sister-in-law because she is a coder. I'm going to be like, hey, do you know what dot onion is? And I'm just going to see what she says. <laughs> like, I'm not going to give her any. Are you going to ask her? Oh, I thought Steve, Steve was getting on his phone. I was like, don't put that in a text message. And I said, already it's traceable, man. It's I mean, traceable. phone calls are still traceable. but <laughs> So when she gets the dot onion link and she puts the server, she goes, she gets the server and does whatever she has to do, whatever. It takes her to a chat room. Mm-hmm. And it makes you pick an alias, four numbers, and she picks her daughter Emily's birth date. So she's 0417. And it's kind of a support group also, but these mothers that have lost their children can speak freely. So they're like going into detail about the things they want to do to the person that killed their child. Mm-hmm. So they're like, I want to, you know, slit their throat and I want to watch them bleed out, like stuff like that. And you're just like, damn. And then there's this leader that's 0001. And they're kind of like the moderator. In fact, someone says something, and I think 0001 is like, if you do that again, you're out of here. Like, mm-hmm. something like that. somebody's drunk. Yeah. And so, she's yeah. Like, oh, no, it was, it was another lady. She's like, I think I might tell my husband. Yes. She's like, you're gone. Yes. <laughs> yes. She's like, no, that's against the rules. You can't tell anyone. You, there's like a bunch of rules you have to follow. Um, so Camille becomes like consumed in this chat room and it's giving her like therapy that she has never had in these five years. In fact, she 
flashes back to meeting with a therapist that she just felt never helped her. And that therapist has now died. Um, it was like a tragic accident where she fell down the stairs. You later find out that she fell down the stairs because Camille called her at 2 a.m. And the, I guess the lady was like groggy and was like upset. And she's like, Camille, I can't help you anymore. We have, you're going to have to find someone else. And they didn't find her body for like a week or some shit. So it's horrible. But she's finally getting that. I don't know whatever she needed. She's getting from this group. Right. Um, mm-hmm. So my favorite thing about the book was at its core, it is a mystery. There is a mystery that you're trying to weave in and out and figure out. What, mm-hmm. And it's not what you think it is at the beginning. No. At the beginning, you think it's going to go one way, and then at the end, you're actually solving this other mystery, and you're like, whoa. I mean, there was one thing that was obvious to me, but there was another thing that I did not see coming that we should get to. I mean, you don't, you don't really notice that there's another mystery until, like, you're almost done with yes. the book. Yes, yes, exactly. Um, so we'll just go to the... The next question, what was your least favorite part of the book? Probably, like, the little memory flashbacks here and there. Really? Like, as you're, yeah. So, like, as you're going along, like, Claire will talk about her daughter, Emily. And, like, you'll have a flashback of, like, how Emily was. Or they'll mm-hmm. go back to the trial or, like it'll go back and explain what happened and Mm -hmm. like all of that. Like it, some of it just wasn't necessary. Like I understand it was meant for us to like connect with Camille and like try and see how she feels after losing a child and like the depression that she's going through and all that. But some of the scenes just, you didn't need them. See, I feel like everything was relevant and everything I mean, there were a few things, like a dream that she has. And, yeah. But then it kind of, like, uses it later. I don't know. I didn't feel like, like, I wasn't bothered at all by the flashbacks. Um, here's what I was bothered by. I'm not trying to parent shame or anything like that. I'm not a parent. I don't know what it's like. But let me tell you something. Me as a 15-year-old, if I was like, hey, Dad, I'm going to go to this frat party, he'd have been like, hell fucking no, you are not going to this frat party. In fact, Mm -hmm. as a freshman, I was invited to prom by a senior, and it was a senior that was a starter on the football team, I might add, that had been to the state championship the year before and had a ring. So it was a very big deal for my high school social standing. And I was invited. And my dad said, absolutely not. And I never forgave him for that until I became an adult and realized 18-year-old boys are fucking disgusting. And my mm-hmm. dad saved mm-hmm. me from God knows what. Um, so, <laughs> I mean, these days, yeah, I don't care that I didn't go to prom when I was a freshman. But in high school, yes, I was very upset that I did not get to go to prom as a freshman. But Emily... She's 15. Her mom's working late. She asked her dad, hey, can I go to this frat? I don't think she tells him it's a frat party. I think she tells him it's a party. The dad knew it was a freshman in college, and he had met him previously. Okay. 
But I think they did tell him it was a party, and he was just like, okay, be back at 11. But then, yeah. I mean, you know, teenagers aren't going to tell him, oh, well, there's going to be underage drinking. Right. There's nobody going to say that. Use your common sense, dude. You're a PhD. You're going to tell me you never went to a fucking frat party? Yeah. Get, grow up, bro. Are you kidding I mean, me? They did mention that the college was not a known party college and all of that. Uh-huh. So, you know, it wasn't obvious, but it should be obvious. It's a college frat. Right. A 15-year-old has no business in that world. And they, they said as many, many movies as there are, you know. Right. They were like, Emily's an old soul. All her friends are older. I don't give a fuck. My 15-year-old is not going to a party with a college kid. Absolutely not. I was a bad kid. I know what the fuck is up. My kid's not going to get shit by me. <laughs> mm-hmm. So she goes to this party. And... um Camille comes home from work. She's like, where's Emily? And her husband's like, oh, she went to this party with so-and-so. She's like, what? So her curfew comes and goes, and they're like, she's not here. Um, so they go to the college, and they, like, can't find her. And then they find her in the woods, like, several hours later. She is still alive. Mm-hmm. And she's at the hospital, and she tells her mom, doesn't she say, like, he raped me? Yeah. And she's talking about Harris Blanchard, the boy that she went to the party with. And then Emily dies from her injuries. And um, so, you know, police talk to witnesses. And another guy who turns out to be Harris's best friend is like, no, I saw Emily go into the woods with this other guy. Um, so it was this other guy. It wasn't Harris. So that testimony, I think, is what gets Harris off. And they give Harris and his family give an interview to the Rolling Stones. Yes. And Rolling yes. Stones couldn't get a hold of Camille. So mm-hmm. they just went with, you know, the white rich boy story, mm-hmm. which is a lot of emphasis Falsely in this accused. book. Yes. Yeah. And the Rolling Stone story is what gains national attention for this case. So when Camille has her outburst at his award ceremony five years later and it goes viral, people are like, oh, that's Emily's mom. And during the trial, they had also found like an Instagram account, a secret Instagram account that she had where she had taken some suggestive pictures that her parents didn't know about. So what does the court of public opinion say? She's a slut. She deserved it. Mm-hmm. Like horrible, horrible things. Um, so yes, that was my least favorite part of the book is that <laughs> a 15 year old was going to a frat party. Yeah. Um, no way in hell. Absolutely not. Like, what would you do if your son was like, hey, I want to go to this party with these college kids? Um, you're grounded. <laughs> was it a fast or slow read and why? Kind of slow to me. Just because in between big events happening, like, there's a lot of things that are drawn out. Mm-hmm. See, I think it was a fast read. Um, I would be you reading. to know what happened. Yeah, I wanted to know what happened, and I would look down, and I'd be like, shit, I should read, like, 30 pages. Like, it just goes by really, really fast. I don't know what about this story just drew me in, but I, like, could not put it down. It was so interesting and thrilling to me. Don't know why. Um, What, which event scene or character has stuck with you the most? Probably the beginning of the book. Okay, so Camille attends this award ceremony for Harris at the college. Mm-hmm. 
and like she had a few drinks beforehand and she's taking anxiety medication you know <laughs> so like she has a full-blown like, meltdown <laughs> yeah like pointing finger like blab and everything meltdown and of course it goes viral mm-hmm. and that's just stuck with me that you know that she's you could feel the burning rage that she just can't keep her mouth shut <laughs> <laughs> that's yes that was a very good scene um i forgot another thing i wrote down for my least favorite part which is gonna kind of i'll tie it in in a minute um luke so i mentioned she gets bailed out by her best friend her best friend is luke who is the star of some tv cop drama uh-huh. And he is the recipient of Emily's heart. He had a heart transplant. When Emily died, Camille said it was her decision to donate her organs. So she donated several of her organs, but she said Luke was the only one that wrote her a letter thanking her and, you know, like probably pouring his his heart out to her. And um, they meet up for dinner and they just really hit it off. I kind of get the feeling he's a lot younger than her. But I was kind of like, I feel like their relationship was weird. Like, mm-hmm. like when after he bails her out, they like go out for breakfast. They go back to his apartment, and she falls asleep on his chest. His girlfriend's asleep in the bedroom. Mm-hmm. She's like, I just want to hear Emily's heart beating. Like that is that is very weird to me. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. So and and they they have a very close relationship. They talk all the time. Maybe he's kind of like a son to her. And he is just as much a part of this relationship as she is. It's not one-sided. No. He calls her and calls on her just as much. Yeah. And he I is feel getting like, something from this, too. I feel like it probably should have, like, been, you know, like, forbidden lovers in this book. Yeah. I because kind of you wondering. get that feeling. You do get that feeling. And I was like, oh, there's, yeah, there's a lot of tension. Like, you yeah, know, there, there girlfriend's fine for it. And she understands but nobody would want another woman falling asleep in their boyfriend's arms. It's weird. It's yeah, weird. It's really weird. So, yeah, I, I'll say that's my least favorite part of the book. Um, which event scene or character has stuck with you the most? Zero, 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 one. Oh, my gosh. Mm. So the it's just so, like, suspenseful that there's this person on this chat room that you don't know who it is. So as Camille becomes obsessed with this chat, she kind of gets recruited by triple O one triple. Yeah. Triple O one. She's like, how can you know, how committed are you to the collective? And what you come to find out is the collective is actually an organization of grieving mothers that work together for justice. And what do they do? They kill their children's murderers, but they do it in the most genius way in that the person, so like, for example, Camille's daughter's murderer, Harris, she would not be involved in any of that because, uh, hello, that's obvious, right? So you're going to get some of these other people that have absolutely no connection to either of them to do it. It's kind of like that movie. What's that movie called? Murders on a train. Strangers on a train. Yeah. Where they each agree to murder someone for another person. So they're not, there's no connection. Mm -hmm. Um, 
So Camille gets recruited, but it's little errands at first, like going to buy a hunting knife. And but it's very specific instructions. You go here. You buy these gloves. You buy this bubble mailer. You get cash. You put on a black hat. You go buy this knife. You put it in a bubble mailer. You mail it to this P.O. box. You go to this flea market. You buy this timer. Um, so she goes to buy that knife. The guy that's working at the, was it like an ammo store? Right yeah, it was like a hunting and fishing yeah. store. The guy hits on her. That's why he's kind of memorable in her mind. And she's just like, oh, I'm married, you know. And uh, she mails the knife off, whatever. Well, she sees a news story a few days later that the dude that she bought the knife from basically makes a bomb and blows himself up. And she's mm-hmm. like, holy shit, that's the dude I just bought the knife from. And uh, she starts, like, doing some research, and she finds out that he was involved in like an accidental hunting shooting death of someone. She starts putting these pieces together and she's like, Holy shit. Like they had me go to him on purpose. She sees a picture of the, the bomb scene and she sees a timer that she bought at the flea market. So triple O one has made her get these parts for a bomb. Probably got parts from many different people of the collective, made the bomb, had someone else build it, you know, put it in there. Mm-hmm. She starts putting this together. And then uh, and then Harris, old Harris gets he gets his um, he's on like a skiing trip. And he I kind of wonder if the girl that he air quote attacked was also a member of the collective because the woman that he attacked ran to the police station and was like, yeah. he had a knife. She oh, was yeah. she like scratches. She was like, he tried to rape me. She was absolutely uh, not. <laughs> I, I left him there. He dies. And he like freezes to death. Cause they all have scripts. Like they all get these uh-huh. burner phones yeah. and it'll ask you if you're ready or, you know, if you're going to accept the mm-hmm. things that they ask you to do and you'll respond and then you'll get this, these directions. And sometimes there's an exact script that you have to, Mm-hmm. talk to somebody and say the exact script and sometimes it's just directions on what to do yep um so character triple oh one because she's so mysterious and you're just like ooh. scene so one of the assignments camille gets is to meet another member of the collective at this random bar to watch an episode of the bachelor and they're to make a spectacle of themselves. They're, they're to get kicked out of the bar. Camille's like, okay, this is probably establishing an alibi. Later she finds out it's the night Harris is killed. So many people are going to remember someone freaking out over the bachelor kicked out of a bar, right? Mm-hmm. So she makes friends with this woman. They're not supposed to be talking to each other, but they have another assignment. They're to meet this other group, and they're switching cards, and they're supposed to take this car to the lake and push it in the water. Well, they keep hearing this bump. Like, obviously, there's a fucking person in the trunk. What the fuck do you think that bump was? Like, the car was stopped. Hello? Um, But they start talking to one another, and they become fast friends. They've been hanging out all night, right? They they have a lot in common. They're bonded because they're doing this thing together. Their, their last instruction was, do not open the trunk. So what does Camille do? Yeah. How fucking stupid, you know? And it's a it's a billionaire. She recognizes this person. I was kind of getting like Jeffrey Epstein vibes. It's a billionaire that mm-hmm. was prosecuted mm-hmm. for like uh, under child trafficking. Child trafficking. Yeah. 
um, got off and, um, she remembers a story in the Kaya chat from a few days before where a woman was saying her daughter had been lured by this billionaire and kind of gang raped at like a photo shoot that he told her, Oh, you're going to be a model. It's a photo shoot. Um, and I believe that she ended her life after that. I yeah, think that's what happened did. to her. Yeah, she did. Um, so she recognizes the billionaire and she remembers that story. So she like closes the trunk and they push the car off and they're like, he fucking deserved it. And, uh, so yeah, that, that scene, that whole night with Wendy, Wendy is the woman that she kind of makes friends with. And they're like, Hey, if, if something goes down, like there's an emergency or something post on the bachelor subreddit that we've been posting, cause they want to make it look real thorough, right? Like Camille's, mm-hmm. And this woman have been posting on this subreddit. So if something ever came up, they can be like, look, I met this person on this subreddit for The Bachelor. Um, I don't watch The Bachelor. So all of this was just kind of like. There's a lot of Bachelor talk in this book. So if you're a fan of The Bachelor, this may be interesting to you. I yeah. do not watch The Bachelor. <laughs> no idea who these I don't people either. are. I don't um, but she's like, if there's a if there's an emergency, post this on the subreddit. And if we need to meet post this on the subreddit and they're like, okay, agreed. Um, so that's the scene that stuck with me the most, the most next question. What did you think of the writing? Any standout sentences or vocabulary? Mm, yes. Let me go to my highlights. Okay. So, and these are on Kindle. So page numbers might be different. Uh, this is a quote. Page 30. Hold on. I hate that it doesn't tell me sometimes. Okay, chapter three. Uh, winter was, I believed, a chance to hide all the year's mistakes, to freeze them dry. It was a chance at rebirth. And then there was also a vocabulary word. This was page 54, chapter 5. And it says, They ply us with chamomile tea and sleeping pills and bake us soporific casseroles. Hmm. I think I'm saying that right. Soporific. Anyways, soporific means tending to induce drowsiness or sleep. Okay, that's not what I was thinking. Okay. <laughs> okay got it. Um, there were, I love the writing. I, I thought it flowed well. I think she's a great writer. Um, nothing that I was just like, ooh. There were a few words that I thought I've never heard used before. Um, so I was like, is this writer British? I don't believe she is. Um, the first one is on page three, <laughs> pretty early on. She talks about she, okay, there's a man watching me. That used to happen all the time, and I used to find it flattering, but I don't like it now. I've lost 28 pounds since Emily's death. I've stopped coloring my hair and wearing makeup, and I had the boltons removed. And I'm so, and I, and so I'm in, I, and so I am literally no longer the woman I once was. There's no reason to watch me. I was like, what the fuck's a bolt-on? Had to do a lot of Googling. Apparently, it's a term for breast implants. Oh, really? And I she didn't t- touch that. 
she talks later on about having breast implants. And I was like, I have never heard breast implants referred to as bolt-ons. I mean, it makes sense. It makes sense. Bolted on. Yeah. There was a, there was also a lot of, um, calling the like highway, the throughway. Yeah. I didn't catch that either, but I've heard that before. You have heard that before. Yeah. Only because I've read so much. Or like a tollway or something. I was like, who calls it a throughway? Like maybe this is like a northern thing. Yeah, it's supposed to say like it could be a northern upstate thing. New York. Mm-hmm. I've never heard anything. Steve, do you know what a throughway is? Nope, he don't know either. Um, <laughs> what? Oh, Steve said he's heard of boltons. Yeah, I bet you fucking have heard of that. <laughs> Where have you heard of that? What book? Yeah. Yeah, what book, Steve? You don't read. What book? She said, what book, Steve? You don't read. It wasn't recursion or interview with the vampire. So. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. He said, I'm pretty sure Anne Rice used it. The two books you've read in the last 10 years did not include the word bolt-on, and I know because we read them with you. Was it an article in Playboy? Is that where you she read it? She said, was it an article in Playboy? <laughs> <laughs> we are not shaming breast implants. No, not at all. What did you say, Steve? He said that counts as reading. (laughs) Picture Mm -hmm. books don't count. (laughs) Listen, Lacey and I, as children, should I tell the story? Why not? We all have our stories. Lacey's dad kept a stack of Playboys in his bathroom. And, you know, we're like curious little kids. And mostly we were curious because Ginger Spice was in Playboy. And we Mm -hmm. were obsessed with the Spice Girls. So, like, I had heard about it, and I was like, and, like, Lacey knew her dad had Playboys back there. She's like, come back here. And so we fucking found Lacey's dad. That shit would be worth some money now if he kept those. Like, he, Lacey's dad had, like, the prime stack of Playboys. Well, I don't know if it would be now after the documentary, but it would have been. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, very fair. Um, So, yeah, um, Lacey and I... We have read the articles in Playboy. It does count as reading. Steve said his brothers left him. Were they Playboys in a duffel bag? They were in a shoe. They were in a shoe box, and there was one penthouse. Because his brothers are 11 and 12 years older than him. So they left him these Playboys in a penthouse. But, you know, by the time Steve gets it, he's, like, the next generation. So, like, like, we can get those electric chronic man that and you know i'm sure that the women in those magazines probably looked very different than the women in the current times meaning like more bush if you pick up what i'm putting mm-hmm. down mm-hmm. What, is that accurate steve oh, they were 90s, he said no they were 90s um they had bush in the 90s dude they were, they were he said they were manicured <laughs> i was about to say it was well groomed <laughs> he said from what he remembers Landing strips, Jesus. No, we gotta change the subject. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, good times. I mean, I am pretty sure every child has found their dad's Playboys. Mm-hmm. It's like Well, a, I mean, not so much anymore because it's not really a thing now. Yeah, magazines are not a thing anymore. But it it was like a rite of passage growing up. I think we also like went and looked in under your brother's mattress and found some wild shit. Probably. It's part of growing up. Well, Gosh. back then it was. Back then. I know. What do kids do today? Like, it's... Ugh. Me and Lacey they can't used to keep go secrets and shit. That's what they do today. Shit. To be fair, well, we were looking for Christmas gifts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
But we found all kinds of wild shit. We're like, damn, our parents are weird. <laughs> but they also left us long enough to go through their shit like that. So that's on them. Valid point. <laughs> that's what they I get for leaving I leave my boy like that. Home. I'm like, no. <laughs> you cannot be unsupervised. <laughs> I used to tell my friends. I had some older friends that I worked with that had kids. And I was like, listen, they're going through your shit. And they're like, no, they don't go through my things. I'm like, they are, they are going through everything you own mm-hmm. right now. Like, I know because I've done it. <laughs> fun, fun. Um, I'll be keeping my shit locked up. Next question. Would you want to read another book by this author? I mean, I'd try it. I'd try it. Me too. Me too. Did reading the book impact your mood in any way? How and where? It was really heavy for a while. Yes. Like, things get dark. It does get dark. Um, you got to be in the right headspace. To read it, I think, or if you yeah. are easy and there's, triggered. There's, yeah, there's lots of triggers. I mean, the Not stories the from thing. some of these moms get pretty graphic. Yes, it does. It does. Um, because there's a lot of people in the chat, and they talk about what happened, and it is really sad. Um, really sad. What surprised you most about the book? Do we have the same <sighs> one? I mean, <clears throat> that there's so many women mm-hmm. in Working. this collective. Yes. Yeah. And they just, like, pop up everywhere. They do pop up. And Camille really starts to question what they're doing when they kill who she believes might be someone that's innocent and come to find out it was the woman's husband who on the chat was like, I'm thinking about telling my husband. And they were like, no, well, she all of a sudden dies by suicide. And three days later, they're killing her husband. They accidentally run him over. And then Camille goes, she gets real nosy. And she mm-hmm. goes to the funeral and she starts talking to the, the man's sister and finding out, like, they had a daughter that died. So the mom was in the group. And that's what she was like, I'm going to tell my husband. And Camille puts it together that they killed her because she had told him and they killed him because they were afraid he was going to talk. So she's like, you know, you can't like, I got in this for like, like revenge, but I did not get in this to like kill people that are innocent. Um, so I'm not about that. So the mystery becomes who is zero, zero, zero one. Mm-hmm. And what are the starts it? Yeah. She finds some chips on her. She's being tracked. She finds mm-hmm. some, some trackers on her car. She starts seeing people that she think is she thinks is following her. She gets pulled over by a female officer. Yes, that's part of the collection. And she tells her something like, "What does she tell her?" They threaten her because threaten she goes her. to see the sister of the man she watched get run over. Mm-hmm. That you know we just talked about. And they want to know what she says to her. And she's like, oh, I didn't say anything to her. And they're like, does she know about the collective? And she's like, no, 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 no. You know? Yeah. <laughs> she yeah. She doesn't know. And, like, when she gets back, like, 0001's like, let that be a warning to you. Yeah. Yeah. And so she puts on the Reddit, the subreddit, to Wendy, her friend that she made that night. She's like, emergency, meet me. So Wendy meets her. And she's like, hey. Because Wendy had mentioned that night her sister-in-law is an FBI agent. So Camille's like, I think that we should tell your sister-in-law because this is what's happened. And I think the collective 
is killing innocent people too. And she, Wendy's like, I don't know. And so she like, she kind of gets her on board. She's like, Wendy, you don't even have to be involved. We can stick to our story that we met on the bachelor subreddit. I'll be the, I'll say that I'm in the group and I'll be the one to tell her. And she's like, okay. So they, they get like a little more evidence first and they're supposed to, there's Wendy's supposed to call at like 8am on a certain day. And 8 a.m. comes and goes, and Camille's like, oh, my God, they figured it out, like, what we're going to do, and they've gone to kill her. I have to go find her. So she, like, Googles her name because they used their real names, the Night of the Bachelor, for very specific reasons of that Camille needed an alibi, right, because that mm-hmm. was the night Harris was, was being killed also. So she Googles her real name. She finds her address. She goes to her house. A man answers the door. Wendy told her she was divorced. And Camille's like, I'm sorry, who are you? And he's like, well, I'm Mr. So-and-so. And she's like, I'm so worried about Wendy. Is she okay? And he was like, are you the one that just called our answering machine? Why would you say that? And she's like, yeah, because she left something in my car. He's like, my wife has been dead for six months. And she's like, er, er. Um, so he like invites her in and tells her, yeah, my wife, um, I think she jumped off her bridge. And she's like, what? And she's like, yeah, she was, I think she was talking to these weird people online because our son died. And all of a sudden she just started acting strange. I don't remember why they killed her though. Was she going to tell someone? I don't remember. I don't remember. But yeah, they killed her too. So Camille's like, holy shit. At that moment, when that man answered the door and said, my wife has been dead for six months, I knew that who we thought was Wendy was 0001. Yeah. So that didn't surprise me too much. Also, the woman that initially approached her and handed her the business card, Penelope, she runs into her a few more times. So yeah, you kind of at, suspect at she Harris's might be. Funeral. Uh-huh. So Camille goes to Harris's funeral. <laughs> Which Didn't is say. stupid, too. Like, so stupid. Would you go? And just, like, I would, I understand he killed her daughter, but, like, I just don't think that was appropriate. Not that he deserves anything like that, you know, but I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. I don't know. What do you think? Is that like inappropriate to go? I mean, yeah, because, <laughs> because I mean, he dies. She's literally going to dance on his grave. <laughs> yeah. And he murdered like- daughter so yeah i fucking get it but like wait till the funeral's over or something well and like nobody's gonna recognize you there you had a viral video go down of throwing her foot at one of his ceremonies like and the family had a restraining order against her that had like expired so they know who you are (laughs) but protesters show up like good for fucking them dude um so that was when i knew so wendy who is not wendy who is actually zero 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 one She's the one that's been running it. Okay. And the, so after she leaves who she thought was Wendy's house, she gets a call or no Penelope finds her in the woods and her phone's ringing and it's Luke's ringtone. And she's like, you better answer that. But it's not Luke. It's the woman she thought was Wendy. And she's like, mm-hmm. I have, I have Luke here. And so she's like, you need to come here right now. And Camille's like, fuck. So she goes there and they've drugged Luke and she's like, Oh my God, you know, he like has a, a heart condition. What did you give him? And zero 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 one was like, don't worry, I'm a doctor. He's fine. He's sleeping. But mm-hmm. here's what's going to happen. Okay, so here's the twist that I did not see coming. Camille was a target. She was not 
brought in because they wanted like another member. Wendy 0001 is the mother of the therapist, Camille's therapist that died, that fell down the stairs after she took like a 2 a.m. call. Did that just not like blow your mind? Yeah, I didn't oh, see it coming. Oh my gosh. And so Camille's like, and she's like, never did you like contact me and tell me you were sorry? She's like, I know you were the last person she, you spoke to. I know it was your, like, technically your fault. And so she's like, here's what you're going to do. You're going to drink this orange juice that I've mixed with fentanyl. And you're going to die or Luke dies. She's like, so what's it going to be, Camille? Are you going to let Emily's heart die or are you going to take the the fall for this one? So Camille drinks it. And then when, and then Wendy, fake Wendy pushes her down the stairs and she dies and the book ends. Mm-hmm. It was, it was like you reach the climax and then it's just like ends very suddenly. And then you get an epilogue with Luke and that's it. What did you think of that? I mean, it really kind of made me mad because this whole time, <laughs> like they're going after people who really deserve it, like who have done awful Mm -hmm. things and like just for wendy to be going after camille for an accident like truly an accident like it didn't make sense and not only that like didn't like double triple oh one whatever triple one whatever (laughs) didn't she say at one point that her both of her kids had been taken away from her, like insinuating that she had more than one child. And then she refers so to Camille's therapist as her only child. That that's Penelope, whose twin boys had died in that in the school bus incident. Oh, so okay. I think 0001 is, is kind of both of them. Yeah, they both have to take it right. I yes. get you. They both have to run it or it wouldn't work right. Did you answer what surprised you most? I don't remember. What surprised you most? <laughs> the fact that it ends so abruptly. <laughs> yeah, it does end very abruptly, like right at the climax. Um, it just it left me unsatisfied. Really? Like, what else would you have wanted? Like, what would have satisfied you? I mean, I guess it's karma. They referred to a lot of karma in the book, like you know, yes, I was killed the same way, but but I mean, I just, I mean, it was unintentional with Camille. Everybody else's murder yeah. and killing were intentional. Like Camille's was not. Right. So how like, did your, I guess that kind of feeds into how your opinion of the book changed when you reached the end too. Yeah. Yeah. It does. It really makes you question the ethical question of an eye for an eye or karma because her ex-husband talks a lot about karma and he's like, I believe in karma. I believe people are going to get what they deserve. And then Harris dies and he's like, see Camille, I told you. I told you he was going to get what he deserves, but she's like, mm-hmm. Yeah. I did that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> she's like, mm-hmm. Um, so, like, I, it kind of made me question my own, like, ethics. What do I believe? Do I believe in an eye for an eye, or do I believe that the universe will, like, sort itself out? I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of gray area when you talk about that, too. Mm-hmm. There is. Like, I don't feel like unintentional events should be punished, but I feel like definitely the billionaire... We, yes. you know, the child sex trafficking yes. ring should Ugh. have been killed. Absolutely. How many kids did he, you know, did they save by doing that? Exactly. How many people did they save? Or like Harris, 
how many women yeah. would he have attacked and raped? Yeah, because Emily was only the first. At his funeral, Camille finds out that Emily was only yes. the first of the ones that he assaulted. Yes. And there's so many more after that, and he like nothing has happened to him. It's just like that yeah. case with that kid, was it Brock? Yeah. That white, you know, rich kid that did what he did and then like oh, got Brock no time Turner. for it. Is that his name? Yeah. The swimmer? Yeah. Um, yeah. A couple of the protesters at Harris's funeral are like, yeah, he did it to me too. Yeah. And Camille. And so that I got fired like, and he got yes. nothing. And yeah. so that's kind of like, she's like, okay, okay. We did like, we did the right thing. Cause at first she's kind of grappling with, oh my God, like I've turned his parents into me. I've taken their child from them, you know? And, Yes, she understands he's responsible for her daughter's death, but it still makes her question like what she's doing. But then when she hears from those other girls, she's like, okay, we did the world a solid on this one. So fuck that guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, where are we? How does the book's title work in relation to the book's contents? It works. Yes, I agree. Is the book overrated or underrated? It was like a 3.98 or something like that. It's about par. You are correct. I would say four and a half for me. I really liked it. I really liked it. I would say it's underrated. Did it remind you of any other books? No, not really. Yeah, no. I don't. I mean, there's other. We know there's other. You know, like secret. Yeah. Societies and all that, but not not like that. Yeah. It felt like there could have been justifiable reasons. Mm Mm-hmm. I like the inclusion of the dark web, like you said. That's very yeah. unique. Um, how did it impact you? Do you think you'll remember it in a few months or years? Well, maybe I'll know I don't really remember them until I start reading them again. <laughs> let my kid go to a fucking frat party. Who would? Who would <sighs> let their child, their baby in high Plenty school, of people with a freshman in college? Plenty of people do. Any lingering questions idea. or plot holes? <laughs> Uh, I'm not really. I think everything was pretty, yeah, tied up, answered. But then, like, I don't remember if it said, did Luke remember anything that happened to him? Yeah, I don't think it said. That's a good one. Does he remember? Yeah. No, just because you were drugged. I think it does say. I think he does say. He remembers going there because they were looking for her and they were worried about her, and then he woke up. And he found her body, and I think that's all he remembers. Oh, you know what? She did. Camille did mention that she lived in a very remote area, and it would be very convenient for somebody to murder her there. Yes, she said that at the very beginning. Yeah, yeah. I guess I should have caught that that as foreshadowing, but I didn't really click. Um, So on our Instagram, I asked our followers because today was Monday. I said, I said, happy back to the grind Monday. Which would you rather do? Go to work or do an errand for the collective? <laughs> <laughs> and at Danny Allreed said, oh, gosh, work. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to love this one. The author, Allison Galen, commented. And she said, I'd rather do the errand. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, yes. It doesn't even matter to me what the errand is. I would rather do that than go to work. What about you? Oh, well, you can't say that because, okay, so Camille asks Wendy at one point if she's ever had to Mm -hmm. 
tell anybody like Camille had to watch that guy get run over. And Wendy answers her, yes, I had to strangle someone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I would probably have a problem with that. But like pushing a <laughs> douchebag into the lake, I'm fine with that. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, a she guy. wasn't supposed to open the trunk. I she wouldn't have opened the trunk. Open the trunk. I mean, it was obviously a person back there. Yeah. Curiosity killed the cat, right? Like, if she just followed directions, she'd still be alive. She, yeah. Yeah. I understand she didn't want, like, the innocent on her soul, but. I mean, they tell you at a young age in elementary school, follow directions, follow directions, follow directions. Yeah. So. If you're going to say yes and put it on your life or your daughter's life or whatever. So do you have any, high. um, vindictive stories to tell anything that maybe you took matters into like obviously not murdering someone if you, if you have those stories please do not tell me that but like something <laughs> funny like since this book was kind of heavy maybe we could bring up something funny and lighthearted. i don't know if i ever have i have one do you want me to tell mine and then maybe it'll jog your memory yeah yeah <laughs> so uh let me just say that 20-year-old Cameron and 30-year-old Cameron, very different people, right? And I was also scared to tell this story because of what's going on in the Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial. I, let me just, I did not shit in anyone's bed. Let me just throw that out there. How would you blame it on the dog? How could you blame it on the dog? It's human-sized shit. But um, I had someone that I was seeing, and we broke up, and um, I noticed his vehicle in my apartment parking lot. And I'm like, oh, that's weird. We're broken up. Like, is he stalking me? Um, so I do a little digging. And I saw him like a few times. Like I saw the car like leaving. And I'm like, I was coming home one time and I saw him leaving. And I'm like, so I get upstairs to my roommate. I'm like, did he like leave my stuff here or something? And she was like, no, no one's been here. There's <gasps> not like, no. So I'm like, what the hell is he doing here? Well, come to find out. He was dating someone new that lived in my apartment and he, it was someone he knew from high school and he claimed they had reconnected, but come to find out, I believe they had reconnected while he was out walking my dog. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. Um, so I mean, I'm 20, right? I'm young and I'm dumb. And I'm out one night walking my dogs, and um, Jackson, the schnauzer, is one of those dogs that I was out walking. The other dog has passed away, Brady. But Brady was always well known for his poop, right? He pooped mm-hmm. a lot. He pooped often, and it was always huge. Um, So we're walking one night. You know, I'm really in my feelings, and I see old boy's car, and I'm like, well, I'm like, I'm going to, you know what? He broke my heart and I'm going to get him back because he loves his vehicle. So that, of course, is the one time Brady did not have to shit. But Jackson did. And Jackson has like rabbit sized poop. Um, So I'm carrying that bag of Jackson's little rabbit poop. And I see so-and-so's car and I'm like, mm, okay, yeah. My, my, my anger and my rage got the best of me. Mm. And I rubbed the dog poop on his car door handle (laughs) you think you ever got pink eye (laughs) okay so the next morning i get i get like a string of text messages (laughs) (laughs) don't ever fucking touch my car ever again i know it was you 
jokes on you because I didn't even touch it. Like I smelled it and I went into the passenger side and grabbed paper towels and cleaned it off. If you ever touch like stuff like that. So I was like, cause my, my, my whole thought process was I'm going to put it on the door handle. It's going to be dark when you're leaving. Right. You go to touch yeah. the door. Handle, you're like, Ooh, what is that? You go to smell it. And then it dawns Ooh. on you. Yeah. <laughs> Dog food. <laughs> um, yeah. So that's probably, uh, I cannot believe I'm putting this out there into the universe. It's funny, right? It's funny. In fact, he and I got back together. We laughed about it. Um, I feel like it, I'm not Amber Heard, Amber Turd. Mm-hmm. No, you didn't take the dump. I did <laughs> not take a shit in someone's bed. It was the dog shit. <laughs> but then after this whole Amber Heard trial, I'm like, well, camera, that was really fucked up. But you know what? <laughs> we make mistakes. We grow from them. We learn from them. I am not that person anymore. Lacey, what is your vindictive story? Steve's over there laughing. (laughs) Should I not have told this? He's over there shrugging. I think I'm only self-conscious because of this Amber Heard shit. I think otherwise I would be hilarious. Listen, he shit on my heart, okay? Many times. No, I get it. (sighs) So I've catfished one of my exes. <laughs> mm. Like so while he was still with me, so like I found out like he was on dating sites and stuff. Oh, you, know? you catfished him? Yeah, yeah, I catfished oh. him. <laughs> so for some reason, um, Skype cut off the end of Lacey's story. <laughs> I have no idea why, and I cannot find that recording. And she is asleep. And, um, I'm not going to make you guys wait. So yes, she catfished her boyfriend, um, because she knew he was cheating on her with a fake dating profile and she got justice, right? Um, so (laughs) I'll let her next week. I'll get her to tell the end of the story again so we can hear it. But in two weeks from today, we are reading an honest lie by Taryn Fisher. Pick it up. Send us your thoughts, questions, ideas, whatever you want to two bookworms at one podcast at gmail.com or on Instagram at two bookworms one podcast. Little, say bye. Yeah.